Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. ever seen a man drink another man's blood in a wrestling ring because now you have oh my god hangman page versus swerve strickland was sick it was depraved it was grotesque i freaking loved it it was awesome i'm ollie davis i'm joined by pete quinnell uh oh that's, that felt so weird i did no nicknames i started Absolutely to zero. do dad afterwards <laughs> nope too not that, that one uh, if you haven't already, please press the thumbs up button, give us a subscribe, leave a comment down below with what you thought of AEW Full Gear 2023 and send in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support or read out every single one of them over five US dollars. But before we get into the, the full pay-per-view, mm. we're going to talk about match of the night. Yep. For me. Comfortably. Yeah, for you. I yeah, think comfortably. comfortably. Well, I was interested to get your take on it because mm. you're not typically someone who enjoys the hardcore bloodshed see okay i think one i'm get i'm getting better with it and it's okay i don't mind it sometimes there's some stuff that i find a bit gratuitous and i'm like Ugh. but what i loved about this match is it had so much emotion baked mm. into it it was just like intense and they just wanted to hurt each other so like that even when the violence got a bit gratuitous, it made sense because they just wanted to inflict pain on their opponent. It wasn't about like, I want to win this match or whatever. It was, no, I'm, I'm going to murder you because I hate you so much. And that added an extra layer to it. So I was okay with it. This one was okay. This one was all right. Yeah, it was. It was different to just the more gratuitous, like you said, weapon spots and hardcore spots because it felt like they earned it yeah. with the story and character right? dynamic. Yeah, exactly. So it starts off with Swerve coming down to the ring. He gets his cool uh, Mogul Embassy entrance where there's Prince Nana and a bunch of girls doing mm -hmm. the same Prince Nana dance. It's amazing. I love it. And Swerve just appears, like, hands in pockets, mean, cool, and he walks down to the ring. And before you know it, boom! In comes Hangman. There's Hangman. Uh, Swerve's my favorite wrestler. This is not the last time I'll say that on this review. About Swerve? And about other people. He's Who just my favourite. actual favourite, though? Brian Danielson. But okay. 
Swerve Strickland's my favorite wrestler. He's uh, so yeah. good. I really just the way he carries himself. I like how like there's a there's a group of guys who I really really like, and then you you see them against other more traditional pro wrestler looking mm-hmm. people, and they don't look the part. Mm-hmm. But Swerve, whenever he goes up against anyone, he's a tall guy. Yeah. And he's, he's got great. a really good build. I oh, just so good in all areas. I think I've mentioned this. I think I was speaking to Luke about this in the office recently. How the Prince Nana thing, when that caught on, could have derailed Swerve's like seriousness. Mm. It could have made him more like, oh, it's the goofy guy that's with the thing. But Swerve is so good that he makes that dynamic work. And it's like, oh, you got silly Prince Nana, and here's Swerve being deadly serious. And for some somehow that combination works. I don't get how it works, but it just does. It's I think really it, good. it makes Swerve look more serious. Mm. It, the, the way he's just standing there very stoically and, you know, hard miniature movements most of the time. That is emphasized by having the court jester next mm. to him. Yeah. With with lots of physicality and, and overblown yep. promos. Yeah. But yeah, this so Hangman starts attacking him immediately. I'm like, great. Yeah. Because this, this has actually been a fantastic feud with just one bad weekend, mm-hmm. which is the week after the awesome yeah. angle where Swerve invaded Hangman's home and cut a probe on his baby. And Hangman replied to that by next week, locking up for the trio's ROH tag title defense. Yeah, which, whatever. Breeze passed it because they made it more than made up for mm-hmm. it with all the rest of the build yeah. to make it amazing. But it's like they learned from that misstep and yes. then every week since it, it's just been pure intensity uh, Hangman started this match like he did the promo on Dynamite where he didn't let Swerve talk. He just talked over him and, and cut like a brutal promo. And that's what he did here. But instead of with words, because he couldn't do it with physicality on Wednesday, he was banned from doing it, get suspended, and he wouldn't be able to get his hands on Swerve. Instead of words, he used a staple gun. And also prior to that, he hit a buckshot immediately oh, yeah. like first thing beats my beats my box shot i was like oh my god ah okay and it was that level of like we're in and we're already in third gear starting at this match it was a perfect way to start this match not just from the big move thing but no pin yeah because if this was a title match if this was just a match to elevate your standing in the company you want to win it you want to win it quick mm-hmm. you want a decisive victory and there's also no pinfalls in this match, but that's besides oh, the yeah, point. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> he didn't make the pin because he, he Hangman doesn't want to win. I don't think Hangman wanted to beat Swerve. He wanted to beat up Swerve. Yes, exactly. Yes. And he did that. Oh, he sure did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, as as you mentioned before, a staple gun. Mm-hmm. Christ. Um, the, the progression of the staple gun is a work of art because <laughs> he tied... Swerve's hands together with duct tape, so Swerve, Swerve couldn't defend himself at all, and was just stapling various parts of his body. Got paper, stapled his face, stapled his chest, stapled his arm, and he was like, "Oh, my, this is insane!" And then after a while, Swerve just starts no selling the staples, and he's like, "Yeah, whatever." And he manages to to low blow Hangman to get the momentum. Nana cuts the tape off his hands, so he's got it back, and then he starts stapling himself. To prove he's like, <laughs> yeah, sure, whatever. Blood already pouring down his face. Oh. He's like, yeah, whatever. Doesn't matter anymore. He is my favorite wrestler. Uh. He's so, so good. But then... Oh, can I just ask? Because there was a, a moment when he, when Hangman was stapling mm. Swerve's face. Yeah. Was it Hangman's kid's drawing that he was yes. trying to... What a cool spot. Stroke of genius. The, the, 
the drawing that Swerve had pulled off of Hangman's fridge. Mm-hmm. Hangman brought it, the staple on Swerve's face. It didn't perfect. work the first time. But, but it the, doesn't it matter. It got it on the second got it time. on the second. It's fine. Uh, but then, then that's when Hangman... <laughs> there was a lot of blood pouring off the Swerve's face here. Mm. Hangman decides, you know what would be a great idea? If I just get underneath Swerve's face and let it drip into my mouth and I will drink his blood. Jesus. <laughs> then the crowd literally, oh my God. Like yeah. you heard that that gasp and that, that horror. Like, oh, Jesus. And that's when everyone just went, this match is barbaric. I think he wants to murder him. Yeah. It's incredible moment. You see, I read the crowd in a different way to that. Mm. I didn't read the like, uh, the, sure, uh, the the first bit that was that very visceral <gasps> oh my god Ooh. reaction yeah but then very quickly like half a second afterwards yeah yeah exactly because it was just there's something about watching it i didn't know i was into this yeah i've never seen yeah seen it happen before yeah. like obviously i've seen it in movies and things mm. but not like something that's presented as real and yeah I, hangman was drinking swerve's blood and i was i just got really into it mm. from a yeah kill him yeah. Kill him kind of way. Yeah. Get your vengeance. Yeah. I, I watched this early in the morning, as as does Pete. Yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I, I it was must have been about half seven on a Sunday morning. And I just went, oh, ah, 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 ah. <laughs> and my girlfriend was asleep. My yeah. cat ran in with big eyes. Like, yeah. what's up? Girlfriend calls down. Everything okay? Yeah, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> this I've not seen anything like it. It's, mm. it's it's lovely to be surprised in wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. I yeah. When that moment happened, I was like, "Oh, it's this sort of match." Okay, I'm in. Let's go. And I, from that moment, I was like, "This match is now." We started at third with the box shot. We're now in fifth. Yeah. Like we just went up two gears. We're we're already at like match finish quality from the start. Yeah, it's amazing. Because that's the first five minutes, yeah. isn't it? Buckshot, staples, mm-hmm. drink a guy's blood. Yeah. There are 25 minutes after that. <laughs> and it never, it never, well, maybe right near the end when the interference started happening, maybe that felt like a, a step backwards. But every, like everything else was mm-hmm. uh, an escalation. It just it just built from there. Like the commentary as well after that spot. is go, Hangman Page, a literal vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Even Taz was a bit upset. Yeah, he, he was, was like, an oh ECW. God. Yeah, uh, yeah. They had. I'm just going to list some spots mm. if you don't mind that happened in this match. Death Valley Driver onto a cinder block on the hardest part of the ring on the ring apron. Double hard in that one. Um, a pile driver onto the barricade. The barricade's like this wide. Yeah. How they got the balance to do that, I have no idea. But they pulled it off, and it was amazing. Uh, Hangman did a moonsault holding the barbed wire chair. Oh yeah, onto Swerve was awesome. A tombstone onto the barbed wire chair. There was a power bomb and a Swerve stomp onto the barbed wire chair, and then there was broken glass which Swerve did a 450 onto, and then hit a JML driver on it. Oh my god, there were so many, so many moments where, similarly to you. Maybe not quite the same reaction, but just like a, oh my God, kind of moment where it was like, oh, this is horrific and amazing. <laughs> that sort of moment was just time after time after time. And it escalated perfectly. 
Oh, it's such a good match. But when you say amazing, because what this this is one of those rare matches, I think, where it properly transcended wrestling. Because I stopped going, "That's an amazing spot," mm. or "That's a this." To, to I, I almost got bloodlust. <laughs> Right, like you know, you've got a cat. When their pupils mm. just go like di- dilate and yeah. get huge, yeah, that's how I was with this. Mm. I was probably carnal, like, Argh. yeah. I, and I, I can't remember the last time that happened. I, I don't think it's ever happened in a wrestling match. Mm. I, I don't think I reached that level. I still maintain the appreciation of wrestling, but oh my god, this is amazing wrestling. Is the level I was at? Yeah, I just I that those you know when you watch a movie or something in a cinema. And you forget you're watching a movie. You're just you're existing, and the, the films happen over you. That's that's what happened to me in this. And it was you get all those spots, and that just sounds like a, oh yeah, okay, spot, spot, spot. But it's a Texas Death Match. So between mm-hmm. a lot of these, these guys are doing the ten count. It's a double down. They're just getting up, and each time they find a new way to make you believe there's no way they can. That's it. Mm-hmm. The ten counts happening, but maybe. Hangman just pulls himself to the ropes, or Nana just pulls Swerve out to get on his feet at mm-hmm. the end. It was, it was absolutely incredible. Yeah, uh, the the spots continued. Um, where you had there was the barbed wire table, mm-hmm. where you had the well, it's not really a fall away, but the moonsault where he's holding, where Hangman was holding yeah. Swerve through the barbed wire table onto a power bomb, onto a dead eye, all onto the barbed wire. It was a buckshot. With barbed wire wrapped around Swerve's head, and I wrote there, "That's got to be it." Mm-hmm. Nana then saved him, uh, and that's when, after it built and built and built and built, and built and I was like, "Finish is coming any moment." I'm buying all of these spots as the finish. Like th- this has got to be the end here. Then Brian Cage came out, and I was like, uh, "Less good." It wasn't like, "Oh, this match is bad." Now it never reached that point, but I was like, "I just kind of wanted Swerve to win because I think he's great, and I think he should have just beaten Hangman as is." But Brian Cage came out, beat up Hangman a little bit. Um, Hangman managed to beat him. He, he did another box shot with with uh, the uh, just a lariat, sorry, with the uh, with the barbed wire and all that. Uh, but then Swerve come back. Swerve comes back in. That cinder block from earlier just cracks it over Hangman's head. Just knocks him mm. out with that. Another great spot. Then uh, uh, Hangman got up after that anyway. He did just at nine. So Swerve then gets the chain, mm-hmm. uh, loops over the ring post, and hangs the Hangman. Yep. Just like how Hangman beat John Moxley yep. in their Texas Death Match. Very, very poetic ending mm. uh, to hang the Hangman. Uh, yeah, I, I also I could have done without the Brian Cage stuff. Yeah. I, I don't think it added anything to the match, but everything else, it's it's the most violent match I've ever seen. Mm. Yeah, and. Probably the best one. And it's a genuine, for me, match of the year contender. 100%. Easily, for me, match of the year contender. This was incredible. Because I think that, like you said before, the violence was earned. Mm. You felt the emotion baked underneath it, which justified everything that they did. I think I saw a uh, a tweet, and I'm really sorry, I cannot remember who it was from, but I saw a tweet where someone said, like, that match was disgusting, was visceral, was gross, and it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, it was just, like, all of this, like, really negative stuff, and it was like, yeah, but it was awesome, though, wasn't it? Because they ju- they earned all of that. Mm-hmm. It was so, so good. Swerve wins. Yay. Um, yeah. Man, that was... I left that, like, I need a cigarette. I don't even yeah. smoke. Like... Well, I... So, me and Luke, when we were doing our predictions, I was quite adamant that, look, 
They're going monthly pay-per-views. <laughs> it's a three-match mm-hmm. format now. Yeah. So Hangman's going to win this because he has to, because he's never lost a Texas death match. It's mm. on his home turf. That's how you get it. Plus also, Babyface had his home invaded. He can't be losing the match. But Swerve winning means Swerve, granted there was the cage interference, and that was probably only put in there to, to help Hangman a little bit. You have Swerve win the first match, Swerve win the second match, which is Hangman's speciality. You can't do a third for me. Mm. Not At least not next month. Not now. Maybe they come back to it in a few months' time. I hope they do. So where does Swerve go from here? Upwards, right? MJF. He has to beat MJF. When? World's End. What? In Long Island. Why not? Swerve's ready. He's been ready for ages. Boost him up the card and have him dethrone MJF. I think I think you need to calm down. I do not <laughs> think I need to calm down. I said that after after Wrestle Dream mm. when Swerve beat Hangman at Wrestle Dream, I was like, oh, that's your next world champion right there. That's the guy. And now they've continued that momentum, which means they listen to me specifically, mm-hmm. and it means that if they now don't do it, I'm going to be annoyed with AEW because they didn't do my booking, mm. which means it's bad, obviously. Um, but in all seriousness, I do think that Swerve is genuinely ready for a world title push. Like, he is, he is the guy right now. This felt like the number one contender's feud. Mm, so right? he should definitely move into that main event mix, but maybe he has to have an official number one contender's feud. Because just Max has so many other people vying for him. He can add Swerve into that, that looming mix now, mm-hmm. but Swerve feels different to the others. Joe's already had a match. Wardlow, I don't believe, is going to win. Uh, of course, there's the devil and stuff. Roderick, Roderick Strong. MJF's got a lot of filler contenders, but Swerve could be a proper one. Mm. I just feel like you've got to get through all the filler before you get to Swerve. Maybe, yeah. I mean, you could also just cut all the filler out. <laughs> just have Swerve win. It's it's time. It's just time. You don't want to, I, My worry is that they will just keep Swerve's plate spinning and he'll lose the momentum that he currently has. Because it's it's great momentum mm, from Wrestle Dream yeah. through this through Full Gear, he's on the upward trend, and you can't let that plateau. You've got to keep that going. If you if you if he is going to be the guy to dethrone MGF, you've got to keep the upward momentum going. Because otherwise, he will start to cool off. Unless you get him in another incredibly intense feud like this one, which I think is unlikely. Who who could it be against? I don't know. Who's a big baby face? John Moxley's not got anything to do. It looks like Mox. after Cassidy beat him. Yeah, I still feel, weirdly. I feel like it's weird to say that that feels like a step down. Yeah, currently. But I think like a, a lot of people are busy in their own feuds. Yeah. But I think Swerve then doing a psychotic thing against Copeland mm. that would be like a really big. Oh wow, you've really stepped up. Brian Danielson beat Swerve last month mm. on TV, so yeah. that doesn't really feel right. I don't know what you do with Swerve. I before the Continental Classic got a weird championship attached to it. Ooh, yeah. I thought, yeah, put him in that, mm-hmm. and then he can win that, and that could sort of be an informal. No, you're the number one contender now. I would like. I would have preferred it to be a formal number one contender. Yeah, in yeah, the like same G one. In the same way that the G one says at Wrestle Kingdom, you're going to do this. I would have liked the Continental Classic to be like, you won this, therefore you get a world title shot at so, Revolution. At Revolution, yeah. or whenever it, when their next pay per view is. Yeah, that would have been how I put it. But hey ho. But we'll get on to that. Swerves the man. <laughs> Hello. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Should we have a, a look at your Omega chats to we see shall, what you'll think? Uh, which I will get shortly, which I should have done beforehand, but I didn't. So we're just going to be filling for time right now until I get Fill the document, which is here. Here we go. It's a missed one from Thursday's uh, stream, from the Dynamite stream. Bizarro Big L said, seems like AEW has some of the best heroes right now. Swerve is rising. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Bullet Club Gold or a menace and Christian is your new dad. Yeah. Who are the new rising baby faces? I feel like we need some more. Well, you've got MJF. Uh, I know he's rising? he's only a, he's only a recent baby face, but yeah. that is like a, a huge new addition to their baby face mm-hmm. roster. So it feels weird that it's only about four months old. Yeah. Yeah, feels yeah, like it's been Jesus. a lot longer. Yeah, uh, you've got Will Ospreay coming in now. Mm-hmm. I think he could be a huge baby face. I hope so. It's just a, it's just a shame Omega is intent on being boring. I, what is because his deal? He could be, he could be the baby face. We'll talk about that when we get to the tag mm-hmm. match. But what is his problem? Uh, I'd also say there was a name. Uh, once he's back from injury, Adam Cole, I think is like, yeah, is moving up well, there maybe with he's the devil stuff as well. Maybe he's the devil though. Uh, onto the subject of Swerve versus Hangman, Kid Cuddy said, uh, this paper you really split me. Didn't care for mm. the match, but since uh, the beginning, I've wanted Swerve to win a big rivalry, and he finally did. So kudos to TK for that. But almost everything else had some kind of booking problem. MJF storyline might have jumped the shark. Why not have Julia win the belt when she was at her hardest point at the last pay-per-view? Tony's character works better without the title. She doesn't need it. She does basically book like Asuka or worse. Good matches overall, but the booking, 7.8 out of 10. Too much water. Um... That's a reference to an IGM review. You don't need to 
that's fine. Uh, Gar Monroe said, uh, "Creative, hey boss, got an idea. It's been out there even for a pay per view. TK, hope it doesn't uh, doesn't involve fake white powder. Here that can affect TV deals. Uh, creative, nah. <laughs> Page drinks blood dripping from Swerve's head, then Triple H spits it out. Ah, in that case, fill your boots. <laughs> yeah, Billy Corgan's got to be there, can't he? What the, what what the, the hell is my deal? Yeah, crazy. Uh, Liam Leonard has been a member for hey. twenty six months in a row." And said, uh, what a show, what a match. They made Swerve a star. He deserves to be pushed to the moon. I agree. To the world title specifically. Uh, Manu- Manuel Cifuentes said, uh, holy ass word, amigo. I was there live. And that TXDM, Texas Death Match, uh, was match of the night, hands down, when that staple gun was brought out and all us chanting, you sick F. Uh, but hated to see the tag team match after DOA being placed after. Uh, P.S. Glad the signing wasn't Ronda. Yeah. We'll talk about that more later as well. Um, Kirk Hardman's also been a member for 26 months in a row. He said Page versus Strickland was great, but as soon as the, as soon as Page started Strickland's blood, it made me uncomfortable. That's valid. Yeah, we I can't understand. disagree with that. I understand. Yeah. It made me uncomfortable in a good way, though. Mm, like it's... being tickled. Tickling is less. Not that. Yeah, but that's it's the same. It's. I wouldn't say it's the same feeling. Okay, well, I'll leave you with that one. Um, Andy Sandbox has got a few in a row here who said, All the violence, blood drinking and all was totally believable because of the build-up. Everything about this match was awesome. I just love Hangman so much, I can't wait to see where he goes. I wish Brian didn't get involved, but that's the literal one thing I would critique. Swerve Strickland is a made man after this. He could have mm. lost this, but they give uh, they gave him the dub and just throw him into the stratosphere. Can't wait for their eventual third <laughs> match in a while. Adam Page hits the Orohara moonsault perfectly every freaking time. And he did this one with a flip of barbed wire chair in his hands. Those guys fired on all cylinders. Everything was done so well. I can't stop thinking about this match. Ah. Yeah. I, I agree with that sentiment. Uh, and Timmy Two Dope said, AEW needs to stop with all the unnecessary BS and learn when to shave five minutes off of a match. Swerve Hangman was match the year contender until the cage interference. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's still match the year contender for me, but I agree the cage stuff added nothing but i can see why they did it to somewhat protect hangman agreed yeah i don't think it quite worked for what they wanted but i get why they did it uh d man gamer said uh those two bled as much as a mortal Kombat character also pretty sure hangman uh, is a vampire now so we can reform the brood with copeland and christian a <laughs> uh, good pay for you overall also gotta agree with pete about mjf hometown curse at world's end so swerve wins the hometown yes. curse is not an aew it's thing the, it, that admittedly is not an aew thing but I still want it. Mm. I still want it. Look, man, one of your highest praised things is MGF beating Punk in <laughs> Chicago. So you just got to do the inverse. Have Swerve win in Long Island. Uh, but do it the same way. So Swerve <laughs> beats him via cheating. Yeah, restart they restart the match <laughs> and Swerve wins again. Exactly. Yes. Now we're talking. But first, let's talk about the rest of the show, shall we? Zero Hour began Zero with hour. Eddie Kingston versus Jay Lethal. It's all right. I I opened up uh, the Zero Hour pre-show, mm-hmm. and Eddie Kingston was making his entrance. I was like, when? What? <laughs> <laughs> I looked at the card last night. Yeah. So I don't know when this was added. I don't think it's near. I mean, this is actually a match that's been built for a while. Mm. Like Jarrett beat Kingston a, quite a mm-hmm. like quite a few weeks ago. Yeah, uh, there's some booking 
on AEW, which which is really suboptimal, I think, and, and just chucking this stuff on there is weird. Yeah. Um, it was it was just a ten minute opener, which was, was also a world championship match. Yeah. So it was fine. Or- nice to see Eddie. Ortiz came out and grabbed oh, the yeah. guitar and hit Sanjay Dutt. And it was fun. Perfectly fine match. So I think last time we saw Ortiz, he wasn't with Eddie. Because mm. he had sided with Santana. Right. Against Eddie at All In. Am I remembering that correctly? Wasn't he with Eddie at All In? What were the teams in that All In match? Which side was Eddie Because <laughs> Eddie was against Mox. That much is for sure. Yeah. Keep keep talking. Let me find out. Let me find out. <laughs> Speaking of Blackpool Combat Club, uh, the match after that was Claudio Castagnoli versus Buddy Matthews. And I squealed a little bit in excitement when these two came out because I just think they're both neat. Um, it was a fun little match. I still think both of them probably have better in them, but this wasn't what this match was. It wasn't supposed to be the big blow away. I was right. Okay. Santana and Ortiz were with the Blackpool Combat Club. That's huh. why it was weird. Yeah. Eddie Kingston was with Penta and the best friends in Orange Cassidy. Huh. Why don't they have better things for Eddie to do? Yeah. He's like the easiest character to book into singles views. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, the Claudio Bunny match was good. Um, I think they both have more in them as like a mm. blow away incredible match, but that's not what this was. It was just fine. It was it was a good match. These well, are two Claudia matches that shooter. did not need to be on the zero hour. Agreed. Um, but but Claudia and Buddy again, but give them more time, uh, is what I'd say. Then we had the one match that mattered you know, on the zero hour. Samoa Joe and MJF, Samoa Joe standing in for Adam Cole, defending the Ring of Honor tag titles against the Guns. Mm. And I wrote here, MJF is my favorite wrestler. So he's come out and he was doing his stuff and I was like, MJF is the guy. And Samoa Joe tagged himself in, and I wrote, Samoa Joe is my favorite wrestler. <laughs> He's so fun. When he got his first tag in and was just ragging on the guns, he did his walkaway spot off a drop kick, and I was like, oh, he's just the best. Yeah. Uh, he's, the, he's wonderful. Um, Joe has a different energy on pay-per-view. I know, like he, right? does, he does a lot of this stuff on TV, but then when it's a pay-per-view, like all in and stuff, mm-hmm. he just does a bit of extra swagger. Yeah. He's great. I mm. love him. Um... But this match was all right. It, it per- perfectly fine action. It was all good. Uh, and then Adam Cole came out to cause the distraction at the end, which uh, allowed Samoa Joe to choke out one of the guns, whoever it was, uh, <laughs> to get the win. Um, but then afterwards, the post-match angle was really what this was all mm. building to, uh, because Adam Cole had come out, was at ringside. Uh, the guns attacked MJF after the match, and they injured his knee. They got a chair and walloped it a few times, and MJF was stretched out, put into an ambulance. Adam Cole was there by his side, and as he gets put into the ambulance, as he gets put into the ambulance, MJF screams out to Adam Cole, Adam, don't let them take my title. You have to promise me, don't let them take my title. And Adam says, I promise, they won't take your title. And the doors close, and MJF is driven away, and the zero hour ends. And initially, I thought, that's an incredible angle. Yeah. What a tease to get you right into the main show. If you hadn't bought the pay-per-view then, you'd be like, ah, damn, I really want to see what happens. Oh, I might buy that now. That is a really effective way to use Zero Hour to help promote the main show. Mm-hmm. I thought that was perfect. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's uh, really, really exciting stuff. Because mm. you're like, this is the lowest point 
Yeah. How on earth can Max get out of this? He's been right. taken to hospital on the night of the show. Mm-hmm. And it's because they didn't really have yeah, uh, sort of the, they didn't have a, a, a good enough. They gave you what you would expect from it. As yeah. opposed to what I think they needed to do from an angle of this uh, this style, which is go above your expectations. Of Precisely, what it yeah. It's kind of like the smoke on Lost. Like, mm. oh my God, this is cool. Mm. What's it going to be? And then it's, it's you nothing. find out, okay, it's like a machine thing. Okay, yeah, I guess that's the, that's the standard payoff. Yeah. Uh, and you can see Adam Cole was looking a bit like... Oh God! What do I do? I mm. promised him that I need to. He needs to keep the belt, but I don't really have a plan for that. What do I do? And I was like, "That's intriguing. Yeah, what definitely. is Cole gonna do? That's that's really good." Over the course of the next match happening, I was like, "Well, I don't, I don't know if this is a good idea actually, because I don't know what they can do that would actually be yeah. good at this point." And then, and then you're like, "But, the, but they always do great but stuff they, like they that. Stuff. Every time comes up with a better idea than what I thought right. they could do. Exactly. Trust in AEW and MJF storylines. Yeah. Should we just talk about the next segment now for that story while we're on the subject? Yeah, yeah, sure. So we have the opening match, which we'll talk about in a moment here. But then we get to the next segment where you have Tony Schiavone and Bryce Remsburg are on the stage. They bring out Jay White, and he has the belt in saying, I'm your new champion. Come on, tell them. Tell them the news. I'm the new champ. Excellent performance from Jay White. And Tony Schiavone says, MGF is injured. He will not be able to defend the belt. The match has been cancelled, which means that Jay White is your new champion. Wait, just before he says champion, I think... <laughs> boom. You know it's all about the boom. That happens, yeah. That one, yeah. And Adam Cole comes out. Let's talk about the whole segment first, and then we'll, go, we'll break down all the plot holes here. <laughs> so Adam Cole comes out and says, Look... I promised Max that he would not lose his belt. And I've already spoken to Tony Khan. So I'm going to fight in Max's place. It's going to be Adam Cole versus Jay White in the main event. What? That's a bit weird. But even then I was like, okay, okay. well, trust in AEW, <laughs> trust in MJF. Like, this is... I love these. I love, and I must say, all the performances were amazing. Very good. Jay White was healing it up in such a horrible way. Mm-hmm. Adam Cole's ability to to show concern on his face, like mm-hmm. his eyes are this portal to this wounded man's soul, is really effective. But yeah, it was just there were just this is where I started to think, oh, but that is an AEW practice. If the champion's injured. Sure, have a title match, but it's an interim champion. Correct. That's the premise that they set. If the champ is injured and they'll be back soonish, they have an interim champion until they're back. Why was Jay White just going to be gifted the belt? That didn't make sense. And and I get you, you'd say, well, it's because the plan was is if they will have the match by the end of the night. But to make a more believable angle, to stop me asking these plot hole questions, you have to think about that. And you go, okay. Jay White is going to become the interim AEW world title. You just add a word into the premise. Mm-hmm. Maybe Tony Schiavone forgot it. Yeah, <laughs> maybe may- it was written in there. But the, if they just added that in, that would make it so more believable. Mm. Or I would even say Jay White will fight tonight for the interim world title against somebody. We're mm. finding who can replace Max in this match, but we'll fight for the interim title in the main event. And then it's revealed at the end of the night, Adam Cole comes out and he's like, well, 
there's nobody else, so I guess it's me. I'm gonna have to do it, kind of thing. Like I, I'm fighting for Max's honor. No one else to fight for the. Well, for this. you know, you know what I mean. There's there's some way that they shoehorn Adam Cole into this spot, and then MGF comes out to, it and it's like it's not interim title match. We're doing this for the real world title. I'm back, and I'm gonna fight. Like that to me, at least abides by AEW's rules. Mm-hmm. There's still some stuff that doesn't make sense in it, but at least that goes with the same premise that AEW has already set. There's also the bit of, yeah, Jay White being handed the belt was weird. And also, if MGF is injured and can't defend the belt, why can Adam Cole wrestle? That's the other main one, isn't it? Because cause Cole looks more injured to me than Max. Significantly. And uh, that when Max comes out in the main event, loads of security guards are trying to stop him. Like, no, no, don't go down there. But everyone just let Adam Cole walk down. Mm-hmm. I think Cole said, I asked Tony Khan, and he said, okay. Yeah. Well, that just makes Tony Khan look like a yeah. madman. Well, he should not have said, okay. Uh, it's, it made, it, again, it got me thinking too much to explain it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, is, is Cole's injury a work? Mm. Oh my God, amazing if it is. Like, he, first of all, he's not injured. Second of all, wow, what a, what a storyline. I read that as well. Like, if this is a work the whole time, Wow, that's an incredible work, and that then feeds into like the devil storyline, mm-hmm. maybe. Like that would explain how Cole could be the devil because he could still do angles and stuff because he's not actually injured. That'd be incredible. But then I thought, but but him, what angle does he have to do this work? And it, that that wouldn't. It's well, they obviously wanted to have Max work injured in the main event. They wanted to have the fun return in the ambulance. You could have done all of that. I think it's the inclusion of the Adam Cole mm-hmm. going to wrestle bit that, while really, really exciting, like when he said it, I was like, "Oh my god!" Mm-hmm. It it didn't have. It was too. It was too unexplainable. Yes, and it really, really diverted away from the fun, and that is a hallmark of Attitude Era Vince Russo booking. Mm-hmm. Like nowhere near as bad as the depths of that, but it is in the same ballpark, and it's it doesn't make sense. Yeah. And AEW is very good, generally, at making things make sense. So when stuff doesn't, and it feels so, so poppery in a bad way, it really, really glares. And I think that's, that what, that's what a lot of people have latched on to. Yeah. Because a lot of people did not like this show. No. And we'll talk a little bit more about it when we get to the main event itself, because then some of those problems that you could maybe overlook as the main event progresses, you go, but now these are making the match worse because of all these, which we'll talk about when we get to the match itself. Um, but yes, currently it is set that Adam Cole versus Jay White will be for the belt. Can I just um, skip back to the zero hour tag mm, match? Yes. Because I, I've also got a little bit tired of the MJF finds a partner to take on a team for the ROH tag belts on the pre-show format. Because mm-hmm. we've had that three times now. This was the third one. We had Aussie Open, we had the Righteous, now we've had the Guns. And like to their credit, they did a job of building up those tag teams with the Righteous, with uh, with the Guns over the last couple of weeks, these squash match wins and being part of the larger Jay White storyline. It's really good stuff. But it always ends the same, which is, oh yeah, it's a 10-minute comedy match, mostly comedy match, that MJF wins, and that team just don't, they don't get a rub. And usually people who work with Max come out of it feeling better. Mm. But I don't think any any of the teams that have in these feuds have. And also, also, when they do start attacking Max, 
why isn't it Samoa Joe who comes down to make the save? Mm. Because Joe doesn't get a title shot with just anyone. Mm -hmm. It's Max who's granted him the title shot. Mm. So Joe, until he gets that title shot, should be protecting Max. Yeah. I really think they, they didn't realize the potential of the Joe MJF couple. Also in this match, now I'm thinking about it. <laughs> Max kept on like weirdly tagging in Joe and there was some friction there. And I yeah. guess you could argue, well, they're just two big egos. But again, you could have gone. Why just go for that standard way of doing things? Mm. Hmm. They, they also tried to hit stereo muscle busters, which I thought was quite fun. That was, yeah, that was, was good. good. But regardless, so jumping back in time a little bit, we mm. go to the opening match of the main show here, which was Christian Cage, Nick Wayne and Luchasaurus versus Sting, Adam Copeland and Darby Allen. Got to say the heel's proper name. The Patriarchy. I love the Patriarchy. It's a great name. But what am I talking about? <laughs> am I talking about the faction? <laughs> or am I talking about the socioeconomic system that's allowed me to flourish? I really hope it's one and not the other. Privately. Don't hate the player. Well... That's the game that you're... Whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, Ric Flair was also there. Great. Uh, Nigel McGuinness said... He patriarchy. He said... He should be in the patriarchy. Oh, I hate that. Uh, Nigel McGuinness said he comes back just as much as herpes, and at this point, he's just as welcome. <laughs> very good line. McGuinness was great on commentary all night. Mm, he was very good. Uh, Christian had an entrance, or the patriarchy had an entrance, with what was a children's choir. Mm. Uh, I hope they're all Christian's kids. And... They're just, yeah, singing Christian, like an a cappella version of Christian's theme music. They weren't wearing turtlenecks, though. That would have been... Imagine that. The cherry on top. I thought they were, because they're all in like these black t-shirts. Mm -hmm. I thought, how high are those necks? <laughs> um, there was also uh, Steve-O, was it ringside? So Luke would have given this a 5 out of 5, I assume. So I don't listen to Off Menu, the podcast, mm. but my partner does. And she... Steve-O was a guest this week. Mm. He's been promoting his hot sauce. I see. Which isn't as hot as you'd think mm. for a guy famed for crazy stunts. Yeah. He doesn't believe in washing his hands. He says that's why he's never gotten sick. Because he never washes his hands even after the toilet. And I've been thinking about that for two days. Mm. And then he appears in the front row and, and high fives Darby Allen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ooh. that's more unsanitary than Hangman Page drinking yeah, Swerve's blood. I think that makes me more uncomfortable, uh, honestly. What, um, like, of all the crazy things Steve-O's <laughs> done? <laughs> that's the worst one. Disgusting. Weirdo. Uh, Luchasaurus chokeslam Darby Allen over the rope onto the apron. What a spot. That was great. Ow! Uh, really, really good uh, spot there. Um, yeah, th this match I thought was... Pretty good. It um, was fun. It was, it was fun. a lot of fun. Yeah. It was. It, it's part of Sting's retirement tour, yeah. and it was just a way for the California crowd to say bye to him, which probably means they should have promoted it more as Sting's final match in this territory. Which Darby Allen had to say on the mic after the match, be like, "Guys, yeah, make some noise, please. Come on," uh, because they they weren't cheering Sting enough. Uh, Ric Flair got low blowed. Ten out of ten match, uh, and uh, Christian ran away through the crowd. Uh, before Adam Copeland could get his hands on him, uh, he ran away. Um, which, I think you've mentioned this before, it's a bit undermined from the fact that Copeland's already got physical with him. Yeah. Before. 
It, well, like three weeks ago, Copeland yeah. speared Christian and went, when he finally decided to team with yeah. Sting and stuff. Which is a shame because you could have you could have gone like two months of bubbling build and they mm-hmm. never touch. Uh, Christian had a great spot where I think Darby was about to make the hot tag to Copeland, but Christian had gone underneath the ring, mm-hmm. emerged from under the apron and pulled off Copeland and then ran away. It's great. Christian's great. I mean, I can't. I, they're actually doing a really good job of making me want to see Christian versus Copeland. Yeah. After the way Christian left his kids. Mm-hmm. He left Luchasaurus and uh, Nick Wayne to get pinned here, but um, yeah, it was good. Yeah, they shouldn't they shouldn't have done the spear weeks ago for me. Yeah, um, but it was good. I wonder how long the retirement segment for Sting will be at Revolution because I think it's going to be long, too long. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. Uh, we then had the Jay White Adam Cole announcement that we <laughs> spoke about before. Then we had uh, Orange Cassidy versus John Moxley. Um, this one was surprisingly short yeah. to me. Uh, I think it was about 12 minutes. Yeah, it was 12 minutes, yeah. Um, I mean, it was really good. I enjoyed the match. The action was really, really good. It just it just kind of ended. And I was like, oh, okay, cool, nice. So the more I think about this, the more I like it. Yeah. I actually really, really like this match. But I, in the immediate bells just rung, I was like, oh, I I was just gearing up for some more. Mm. Given they're all, in, they're, they're all out match, sorry. Yeah. Which was 25, 30 minutes. It was epic. It was, you know, one of the better matches of that nine day period for, mm. uh, somehow. This one was 12 minutes and it was just just punches. Yeah. <laughs> orange Cassidy just doing orange punch after orange punch on Mox and Mox not going down like how he no sold the orange punch on Wednesday's episode of Dynamite. And it, but it was really, it was like a punk song of a match. That's what I liked about it. Please elaborate. What does that well, mean? Well, like, you know, a punk song can be about two minutes, two minutes, 20 seconds long. And it's just... Like, I would I would describe Brock Lesnar and Goldberg wrestling. Okay. That's a punk song. Sure. Uh, Tatanka and Mike Awesome, ECW One Night Stand. It's a punk song. Yeah, sure. Like, five to ten minute song. This wasn't, like, a, a two minute song. Mm-hmm. It was more of a two minute 40 song sure yeah the longer end of the punk match scale mm-hmm. oh yeah i'm not saying cm punk is that what you oh, were no, saying no 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 i i just wanted you to explain your point um, um yeah yeah uh, i thought it was really really fun orange cassie won clean he hit six orange punches mm. i believe and then a um beat break for the win yeah um one clean a very good match i think it was a nice like sort of like redemption from all out to have him get the win clean here and i like the fact i was thinking about it afterwards i was like well, they probably had plans to have Mox have some sort of lengthy international title reign, do something with that belt. Mm. But now I think you just pivot. Instead of just going yeah. like, well, I really wanted the Mox reign, so we're going to have the Mox reign and have him win here, and then they do it again, and it's, it will be a bit weird. Now you just pivot, and you do something else with Cassidy. Sucks for Mox, mm-hmm. but that's wrestling. And now you do something interesting with Cassidy from here. I, I think this is really good. And because they've got one apiece now, mm-hmm. they can do a rubber match later down the line. Down the line, absolutely. Just, just hopefully not at World's End. They can yes. go away from each other for yeah. a bit. Uh, Mark Briscoe added to the Continental Classic. Yeah. Got a video promo here. Nice. It's good. Big fan of that. Uh, and then we, we also got a graphic for mm. Jay White versus Adam Cole. So I still wasn't believing it. And yeah. then they showed the match graphic and I was like, uh. oh god that that's when i thought like oh man is this injury at work the mm. whole time um and then we had tony storm versus hikaru shida um i thought both of them looked awesome like they both made their entrances and i was like these feel like the two top 
women in AEW right now. Yeah. This makes sense. Uh, I, think uh, I don't know. Uh, Sheeda had the I'm losing face <laughs> for me. I, usually I can't tell with people. Well, Thunder Rose is pretty easy to read. Yeah. yeah I yeah. just feel like I know when Sheeda's going to lose a match. Mm. Definitely when she's going to lose a title or win a title. Yeah. She, yeah, she came out quite glum. <laughs> and then, like, there was five seconds of posing and smiling back to normal face. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I've been, I'm going to do it. I told you so. Oh, dear. I mean, maybe people disagree with me, but I, I've been saying, well, since Tony Storm started this gimmick, that I'm not into it. But I can see people are. Mm-hmm. I'm not into it. And even if I was into it, I don't think it should be around the title picture unless she changed her ring ring style like she or rather she sticks to her old in ring style because if this gimmick starts to get woven into the matches i think it's going to become a bit tiresome mm-hmm. and for me that is exactly what happened i thought tony's goofing around while funny it wasn't funny to me but i can see how it'd be funny to people i thought really just sort of ruined the match and it sucks that it's Sheeda again, taking a loss, losing a title, transitional reign in a 10-minute match. I really liked the match. Did you really? Yeah, yeah, I thought it was really fun. I really like it. I mean, I, 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 I adore Tony Storm's character. So for me, that already like helps all of this stuff. And I like the fact that the character's being woven into the offense. Because for me, one of the things that really is one of my pet peeves in wrestling is if someone has some sort of character and then they get in the ring and that character disappears entirely and they're a completely different person when they wrestle. I like that Tony Storm has adapted her offense to this new character. And I think some of the spots where um, the butler handed her a shoe and put it in her uh, mm-hmm. in the back of her trunks and she had another one, so Aubrey took the one in her hand so she could use the shoe behind her back, and the other shoe behind her back. I thought that was a really clever spot. That was a good spot, yeah. Um, and there was stuff where she put like the metal tray in trunks. That one didn't quite work because it kind of slipped out the bottom so you could see it, but whatever. Um, I, I like the idea of a lot of this, and I think it, it worked for me. Mm. I enjoyed it a lot. So, yeah. I'd say usually I, I agree. Work your gimmick into your, the style you wrestle, mm. but that's usually for gimmicks I like. <laughs> It doesn't apply because this one I don't like. Yeah, or wrestlers that are are not as good. But Tony Storm's a good wrestler. Yeah. And she's having to do a comedy style of working. Which is she's okay at, but I think she's much better at the other style. Mm. The frying ban in the butt, the loaded butt is is mm. funny. Uh but I always thought the hip attack should be a finisher anyway. Yeah. So, so this I, one I was a super finisher. Good. What's your problem? <laughs> Mariah May was shown watching on from behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and she's kind of flinching along. And I thought, oh, I love Miz and Mizdale. <laughs> Just because I watched Survivor Series 2014 recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but they're not doing Miz Mizdale. They're yeah. doing a classic Hollywood movie storyline. Indeed, yes. Uh, Storm gets the belt and gets some flowers afterwards from Mariah May. I enjoyed this. But it was pretty good. I thought it was the worst thing on the show. And I'm not going to enjoy this moving forward. That's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah. I will. Um, so then, okay, here we go. Are you ready? Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> Speaking of things I'm not going to enjoy going <laughs> forward. Eddie Kingston was backstage being interviewed. Mm-hmm. And he said, Continental Classic is coming up. I want to add a bit more into this. So for every match that I'm in, I'm going to put on the line my Ring of Honor World title and my New Japan Strong uh, Openweight title. So for every single match, there's going to be big stakes in this tournament. I'm like, damn, 
That's great. That's a really fun little through line for Eddie and whoever he's facing through this whole tournament. That's really cool. Whoever beats him first, that's a really cool thing because Eddie can go on a bit of a run. Then he can lose to someone, potentially someone shocking that you don't see coming. That's really fun. I like that. And then he said, at the end of it, the winner gets the Continental title. And I was like, wait, what? There's a new belt? What are you talking about? And then we got confirmation later on, which didn't clear things up, that Tony Khan then said later on that the winner of the tournament gets the Continental Championship, the Ring of Honor World Championship, and the New Japan Strong Openweight Championship. They become a Triple Crown Champion. Now, do they become a Triple Crown Champion because they win all three belts, or do they win the Triple Crown Championship? I don't know. Also, if they win all three belts at the end, does that mean that Eddie now doesn't have the belts? They're like vacant until the winner of the tournament because then Eddie mm. doesn't have them on the line for every match because it doesn't matter if someone beats him because if, if somebody else, two completely unrelated people are in the final and they win, then they win all the belts. I don't know what this means. Yeah. I don't get what's happening. Yeah. I, it's it. So Dave Meltzer's reported on Wrestling Observer Radio that this is meant to replicate uh, something all Japan did in the 90s where there was uh, three promotions belts mm. that allowed but they were it was like one belt but it was recognized by the bodies of these three different promotions allowing the champion to go and fight in each promotion the idea behind let's call it the triple crown champion sure means they'll be able to go to ring of honor defend it there mm -hmm. same with AEW mm -hmm. same with new japan that would be really cool if that didn't happen for all of the belts anyway. Exactly. I mean, granted, you don't see the ROH and AEW ones turning up in New Japan that often, but I see ROH belts on AEW all the time. I see New Japan belts on AEW all the time. It's a cool, and it's not getting rid of any championships. It's kind of adding another one I have to care about on the main roster. That's, mm -hmm. You know, AEW is the main roster there. Along with all the complicated stuff that you said, that was my first thought. Well, this is a this is a round robin tournament. Everyone's going to face everyone, so Eddie's not going to be unbeaten. So someone's going to beat him. Surely they're going to become the champion. What if they don't make it through to the mm -hmm. final? Then do they just get stripped of the belt <coughs> to get to the winner of the tournament? Like what's? Or is it only for the for the continental championship now? Yeah, I don't know. I I, I think it's a real missed opportunity. It's again. It feels like overbooking is creeping into AEW a lot. And they've taken what was a really easy, hey, we're doing the G1. And, you know, like we said earlier, winner gets a shot at Revolution. That's all you need to do. And that is perfect because you do that every year and you put on banging matches. You have so much talent on your roster to put on a great tournament every single year. And naturally, because it's a round robin tournament, stories will form. It naturally happens. Doesn't matter what you book, there are stories to be done every single time. And they're like, let's take that, but do it bad. Let's take that and have three separate titles on the line, one of which is a brand new title. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I... I... I'm I'm really disappointed in this because I was very much excited by this tournament. Yeah. And now now I'm just and, frustrated. And maybe like Eddie misspoke. Maybe he didn't mean to say that he was going to put it on the line in every mm. match he's facing or maybe there's some way to salvage this and maybe whoever holds the Continental Championship is the number one contender for the world title or something like that. I don't know. Maybe there's a way where it's just like a prop. You know, you win like the mm -hmm. G1 trophy or whatever. Yeah. And that means you get your shot. Maybe there's some way to salvage this, but currently I'm not, I'm not optimistic. Yeah. 
Then we had the four-way ladder match. Kings of the Black Throne versus FTR versus Starks and Big Bill versus LFI. And this really woke me up. This was crazy good. This was really good. Because I really enjoyed the, the Storm and Sheeta match, as I mentioned. But then you had the Eddie Kingston one, and I was like, what? what? I was just really confused for a second here. Then this match, I always went, oh my god, okay, I need to stop thinking about that, because I need to think about this, because this match is chaos. Yeah. So much happened instantly. It was awesome. Yeah, no one was really trying to get the belts. They were just getting more ladders. Yeah. Loads of loads of ladder spots. Uh, it was awesome. I thought Cash Wheeler was amazing in this match. Mm. Uh, there was a spot that Malachi Black did where he was on the ropes and he was running towards. It was Cash because Cash, Cash did pretty much everything I made a note on. Yeah, I just noticed that coming up. I was like, Cash is doing every spot, mm. and uh, Cash Wheeler was running towards him off the other opposite ropes, and Malachi just did a, a tug of the top rope, which slingshotted the ladder into Cash. I thought that's that's the cerebral nature of Malachi, and. It was even better because it rebounded off cash and just went back to its starting position <laughs> on the ropes. It was so perfect. Um, we got meat chance for Big Bill and Brody King. Okay. Here's my take. Oh, dear. Meat is going to get tiring. It is. And You're it's right. going to become the new what? Oh, I don't think it will be that bad. I was already... a. But I was getting, I loved it in the first one. What mm. was that? Hobbs and... Hobbs and uh, Miro. Miro, yeah, yeah. That was brilliant. Real, real fun. And then the the few it's happened since, I was like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But nowhere near as good as that first one. And then it happened on Dynamite, I think. Who was it between? I can't remember. But yeah, there was some meat, meat, meat chance. And I thought, oh, it was Powerhouse Hobbs and someone in the, the eight man, maybe. Sure. Maybe it was that. I just thought, hmm, the people saying meat is actually taking me out of how awesome this is. Oh, interesting. I I like it. I and like it then when it happened here, I was like, oh, I'm done. Mm. I'm done with meat chants. See, I, I think the difference for me, like a what chant, you can actively tell that a crowd is not listening to a word a person is saying because they're waiting for <laughs> the pause in the sentence so they can say what. It actively detracts away from something that so a story that people are trying to tell whereas for me meat chants are when people hit each other specifically big big guys when when big guys hit each other and it just like a little like yeah it's like you know if people chant yes on daniel bryan's kicks or if they chant other things that i can't think of right now mm -hmm. examples of other things that people chant when someone does yay boo yay boo spots you know stuff like that it's just like yeah meat because the strikes are cool I think there's an element of irony that it goes through which lessens the uh, the coolness of it. And if you were to show it to anyone who's not a wrestling fan and didn't know what was going on, mm -hmm. they would, I think, think you're an idiot. I disagree. <laughs> Meat's awesome. Everybody understands meat. I think... Uh, yeah, meaty dudes! There'd be a portion of people who would laugh, but they'd, they'd leave thinking wrestling is silly. And wrestling is silly. Wrestling is silly. But this one, I, I'm, I'm done with meat, and I'm, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. Vegetarian. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, there was... I have been eating more fish recently. <laughs> <laughs> you said that so seriously. Is that it? Oh my god. But I have got high cholesterol we probably need to speed up because we've been going for nearly an hour and mm -hmm. we are halfway through the show uh there was a power driver onto a ladder was awesome 
Ricky Starks ran wild. He'd barely been in the match up to this point. Like, he'd purposely been away from it. And then he was like, everyone's down. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And then just, like, beat people up. Um, Brody King delivered an insane move to Drillistico through a ladder that was set up as the bridge on the apron. It was his Gonzo Bomb finisher. The Gonzo Bomb. It was awesome. Then Cash hit a splash from the top rope onto Brody on the ladder. That was amazing. Uh, and I thought there was a really fun finish this match as well. Yeah. I don't think the camera quite got it right, but I like the theory of it, where Starks was being pushed off the ladder. Big Bill was underneath, and so we just caught him, put him back, and then Starks put yeah. all the belts down. I was like, that's really cool. That's a fun finish. And uh, yeah, Starks and Bill retained. Yeah, it was just chaos and then quick finish out of nowhere. Mm. It, it, was, it was really, this was an excellent match, yes. I thought. Uh, Brody King is the other person. Mm. I thought was a real standout. Him and Cash. Mate. Um, we then had the TBS title match of Chris Statlander versus Julia Hart versus Sky Blue. Is Chris Statlander just a big Ben Stiller fan? Because she did the Zoolander cosplay at ah. whatever show was Wrestle Dream, maybe. Uh, and then this one, she was uh, White Goodman. Global Jim Pebble Cobras. In, from Dodgeball. Yeah. And I was like, you're just a big Ben Stiller fan? I mean... It, it must be that cool. point in history where people really like Ben Stiller again. I think he's good. Yeah, no, I love I love Ben Stiller. Yeah, hopefully we get a Cable Guy next, <laughs> which of course not not a film he's not in much, but he did direct. Yeah, um, I really like this match as well. I thought this was really fun. Um, I, I was really impressed with this. I've been yeah. so impressed with. Uh, not so much that Statlander's a tricky one because she is great in the mm, ring. Absolutely. But this rain hasn't done anything for me. But Sky Blue and Julia Hart, to see their progress over the last couple of months has been, has been a real joy. Mm. And Julia Hart winning here, I know you said she probably should have won at Wrestle Dream. I, I wasn't I was on holiday for that sort of the hotness, so I don't I don't I wasn't there for that. And when I've watched it back, I haven't quite got it. But here I was like, you know what? This is a good direction. Mm -hmm. And she's just so good with her performance, the way she gets her character expressions down. I would never have thought Julia Hart of the Vasty mm. Blondes right? would be such a good goth. Like, she's doing Alexa Bliss better than Alexa Bliss, mm. it feels. Yeah. Um, and Sky Blue's really, really good as well. Yeah. I, I think in this match in particular... The timing of everything was absolutely spot on. I think I would hazard to guess it was rehearsed. Probably that's what it that's what it looked like. But it was good. Yeah. It, it is very very well done because I think the while the, like the action was good and everything, and I really enjoyed it. The timing of all the spots just like it made it flowed with the emotions of the match mm. really really well mm. to the point where the finish that I really enjoyed was Statlander hitting the Saturday Night Fever onto Sky Blue. Goes to the pin. Julia Hart immediately rushes in, lariats Statlander off the pin, and very, very quickly, like super quick, mm. bang, straight into the pin for herself. One, two, three. She gets the pin. she gets the win. Really great, stealing the finish for the heel to do that. And I think it it made Julia Hart feel not cheap to do it that yeah. way. It, it, yeah, it, it yeah. felt like she was just being smart. Yeah, you know? like it was just really, really good. Great finish. We then got on to the big signing. The big announcement, the blockbuster signing from Tony Khan, which was actually worth it. Yeah, yeah. This one did yeah. not feel anticlimactic in any way, shape, or form. Because da -da -dun -dun, da -da -dun -dun, it was Will Ospreay. Will Ospreay. Yeah, worthy of the build. Mm. It, they said it wasn't, well, it was reported it wasn't Mercedes Monet. Mm -hmm. And it was like, well, who else could it be? And the, the name was, well, Will Ospreay. Mm -hmm. Because even though his deal finishes in January with New Japan, they could have an agreement worked out if he's going to still work New Japan. 
And it, yeah, it's Will. It's a huge coup for AEW. Absolutely. And, and you look at this year, and, and granted, <clears throat> you know, WWE have had a few big signings themselves. Although, who have they? Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill. Yeah, Jade Cargill feels like such a big thing mm. that you forget that, hmm, AEW got Edge. Mm-hmm. AEW kept all of the elite. And now they've got Will Ospreay as well. And, you know, maybe Mercedes Monet comes along as well. Mm. Of all the big contract stories this year, AEW have won them all, I would say, mm. apart from Cargill. And, you know, the Punk thing's different. If Punk turns up in WWE, I wouldn't say WWE poached him from AEW. AEW got rid of him. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, well, in 2024, there's loads of names in WWE up mm. for grabs. Yeah, and AEW. I, 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 I think... Us and me definitely have slept on AEW signing momentum. And this mm. is another one. So, yeah, great. Well, uh, yeah, it must have been a lot of money. Yeah. Because, well, that's what he wanted. Mm-hmm. And uh, but NXT got Brian Pillman Jr. So, <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's, I forgot about, <laughs> forgot about Brian. Well, um, again, that's AEW let that contract expire. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think Osprey is great and I'm very glad he's in AEW. He had a fun, typically down-to-earth promo where he's like, "All right, let's just get the bad news out of the way first, bruvs. Bruv. Uh, I'm got, I've got, I'm not going to be here for a bit. Yeah, I've got to finish up in New Japan, and it just—he's so likable because yeah. he says, "I've been, I've been with New Japan since I was 22 years yeah. old. I've got to finish this eight-year deal, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll be here in time for the road to revolution. Oh, on the road to so revolution, and cool. I, like Will, I, knowing Will uh, ever so slightly, he is." incredibly loyal mm. so i bet one of the things would have been well i finished my new japan date and i think still working for new japan mm-hmm. and any other promotion that he has a sort of connection to like rev pro or one pw like he would want a deal even though he spoke about just wanting money i think he would prefer a deal where he could still have the opportunity to give back to those promotions 100%. and any wrestlers that he's worked with. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good news. And he set up. He said, Tony, line up some challenges because I'm going to do something big at Wembley. Mm-hmm. All in. At all in. Dave Meltzer said this week, mm-hmm. well, the only thing I can think of other than money that AEW could offer him would be win the title at Wembley. That would be huge. Maybe he's the one to dethrone him. Well, that's it. You're talking swerve. I think... Osprey versus MJF. Or that Osprey, all in. Or that Osprey versus Swerve. I mean, that would be good too. That would be very good. <laughs> I'd be well on board with that. We then had, uh, had Hangman versus Swerve, which we've already spoken about. Then we had the Golden Jets versus the Young Bucks. Mm. I don't care about this story. No. Which is really a shame, because I adore three out of four people in this match. Hey, we all love Jericho as well. Well. Just not this year. Well, yeah, sure. Or last year. No, there were bits last year as bad, but the Ocho run, he had like he had a three-month-long run with the ROH title mm-hmm. where he was having genuinely the best match every week. Sure, yeah. We we loved Chris Jericho for that three months. When you he did. put over Action Andretti... That one match was great. What did they do with that momentum? Well, that's it. Nothing. That's where, that's where it stopped. Yeah. <laughs> and I... it's, been, it's been a year now. Yeah. And he just keeps on getting into storylines that would be better without him. Yeah. I just... I thought there is a hint of a good story in here of Kenny not... You know, he's going to have a match of respect against the Young Bucks. And the Young Bucks are like, 
no mm-hmm. and we're dicks now go away why are you choosing jericho over us etc there's some good stuff in it there was a good psychology in this match like they worked over jericho's arm there was a, a really fun spot that i liked where jericho did a double clothesline one of them went down one of them didn't mm. because his weak arm wasn't strong enough to good. knock down one of the one of the jacksons that's great that's a really fun spot i just don't care because <laughs> I, I like and like the action wasn't incredible it yeah. was fine which is crazy when you look at Three out of four of the people in this match, like, I don't know. <laughs> there was one bit where Omega teased turning on Jericho, and I was like, I don't get why. It doesn't make any mm. sense. Why would you tease that? Yeah, like, that was th- weird. And that was after, like, he'd been low-blowed by the Bucks. It was like, well, obviously he's not going to side with them now. Like, why would you tease it? It's very weird. It all feels very, very strange. And then Omega won with the one get Angel. And I was like, well, I kind of don't want the Golden Jets to stay together. So, meh. Yeah. I got too excited when Kenny teased turning on <laughs> Jericho. I was really hoping that would that would yeah. happen. Even though I knew it made no sense. Yeah. Uh yeah, I, I like this match way more than you seem mm. to. I thought the first ta- I thought it was really well worked throughout. I thought the last half was actually really, really good. And that was twenty minutes. So ten ten minute match. It's just those first ten minutes didn't just have me not into it because of Jericho, but the crowd were exhausted after Swerve mm-hmm. Page. Yeah. Like, how can you follow that? Apparently Jericho requested to follow it mm. to, to have the challenge didn't want to put a buffer match in there um there was some really nice spots uh nick low blow jericho behind the referee's back mm-hmm. then kenny went towards him but nick like stopped and we're like oh right they don't they just want jericho but then behind the referee's back matt jackson kicked kenny in the balls mm-hmm. so i really like one good thing out of this is that the bucks are a hundred percent fully heal they've got no friends not even kenny mm-hmm. i guess hangman we'll see we'll see and they they trashed the ringside area afterwards throwing a tantrum and lo- longer term kenny has the bucks number he's always mm-hmm. beat them with different uh partners abushi yeah. page and now jericho mm. it's true this match was 20 <laughs> minutes it was 20 minutes and i don't think it needed to be yeah um <clears throat> then we had the main event, which was Adam Cole versus Jay White. Apart from the fact it wasn't, uh, because Adam Cole came out, got into the ring, and they were going to ring the bell. They were going to start the match, but then the ambulance siren started, and oh, who's this? It's MJF. He's driven back in an ambulance, and he comes out to likely the ring. Likely stolen an ambulance. Likely stolen one. Uh, comes back out to the ring, and they start the match of MJF versus Jay White with the guns at ringside and Adam Cole at ringside now. Now, my first note here is if Jay White doesn't win this, he's going to look like such a chump considering (laughs) the guns are there as well. He's got two goons on the outside versus an injured one on the other side that's on crutches. MGF has already wrestled once tonight Mm -hmm. and is supposedly too injured to wrestle. If Jay White doesn't win, that makes him look quite bad. MGF was hospitalized. Yeah. In kayfabe. In kayfabe. They still went I mean this was a thirty minute match. Mm. They went a long time and I actually I, I think it's a really good match. Like for the it story. Is a good match. If you take out the overbooking bit and you yes. just go into it as Max is an injured champion trying to beat the heel, I th- I thought it's actually excellent. Yes. Agreed. Um I don't think I, Jay is definitely undermined. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's as bad as everyone's making it out to to be. I also agree but with yeah, that. Of course. The, he, all those things you just listed are, go, are going to make him look bad if he doesn't yeah. win and I, I think as well because through the course of this match 
it, I think it was a really good match. I felt a bit, like the vibe was off to me. I think purely because of like the overbooking stuff, and I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't buy into like a lot of the psychology going on in the match because there were too many bits. So I was like, wait, why does? And then I you're just asking of, questions. I, I aren't think you? of this yeah. other thing about wait, why did I, I'm not buying into mm. any of the action that's happening? The last five to ten minutes, I was so into it. As were the crowd. Yeah, they was getting. This was amongst the high, the loudest reactions of the night. Absolutely. Uh, it was really, really good stuff towards the end. Like the guns got ejected, the commentary table collapsed when mm. MJF went to go put JY on it, but he did the the elbow from the top rope anyway. It was really cool. Um, there was an avalanche Uranagi from White off the mm. top rope, which looked amazing. Uh, MJF did a tombstone, but of course landed on his knee, so we had to grab it afterwards. He did a diving bulldog. It was a cutter. I thought it was, it was a, a bulldog. I well, went back and watched kind it. Of a, yeah, yeah. The, the angle. It was. It was. It was. A, but I thought it was a bulldog on well, the first watch. One of the two. But that was amazing. Just from out the ring, dived feet first over the top rope, grabbed White on the way down to the floor. Great spot. Was really cool. Uh, the story that I think is might be missed coming out of this because of all the overbooking mm. stuff that kind of overshadowed it is Cole was constantly pushing MGF to do more stuff. Mm. Cole was like, do a dive, do a dive, do a dive, even though he's injured. And he was saying, like, he was the one telling him to do that that diving out the ring spot and stuff like that. There's a lot of times where Cole's like, push yourself, push yourself, come on, you got this, do more, do more, do more. And even the commentary were like, I think Cole might be a distraction yeah. at ringside here for, for Max. That so line, there's... sorry, that line came when Max went for the Panama Sunrise. Mm. And his knee gave way. Yeah. It was a bad idea. Yeah, exactly. Um, so all of that stuff was happening. And I was still, while the spots were superficially great, I was still kind of struggling a little bit to buy into the match. But then, towards the end of this match, Cole had the towel mm. and was ready to throw it in because Jay White had locked in the figure four. And it was that like, was a great spot. Uh-oh. And then Cole lifted up the towel and I was like, oh, what if? They they made me believe for a second there. MGF managed to reverse it and managed to to uh, stupid figure four spot where he reverse the pressure, <laughs> whatever. But then after that, after Jay White gets out, he goes over to the side where Adam Cole is, and Adam Cole looks down at the ring of honor belt. And he looks up at Jay White, he looks down at the belt, and he's kind of hobbling over to him, goes to hit Jay White with the belt. Jay White grabs it, hits MJF with the belt, and I was like, I bought it. Hook line and sinker. I was Did like, you really? <gasps> I was like, that's it. That's the finish. It's so yeah. perfect. I think because I I bought into the Adam Cole when commentary were like, Adam Cole's a distraction. Mm -hmm. I was like, Cole's going to cost Max the match. Oh, no. Hit him with the ring of honor belt. And I was like, that's it. That's the match right there. And I was like, what a perfect symbolic way. Yeah, for him yeah. to leave it with the belt. That, oh, it would have been so good. It was an earful. And I I <laughs> leapt out of my seat for a second. It was so, so good. Um, they did another one after that where the guns came back out. Dynamite Diamond Ring was in there as well, which MJF had managed to get. Uh, Jay White had it originally because Adam Cole put it on the side of the ring, uh, put the ring on the ring. But Jay White got there first again, got that. MJF managed to get it back, hit both of the guns with it, hit Jay, uh, got a low blow with it, hit Jay White with the ring, and managed to get the win in the end. It was it was a good final like five minute sprint at the end there. Really really great stuff. It was just weird getting there. Yeah, it's it's a shame because I think it's so close to being perfect. Mm. It 
Because a lot of the stuff you spoke about there, a lot of the intrigue wasn't so much, oh, Jay White might beat Max. The intrigue was, what's Adam Cole going to do? Mm. Is he going to is he gonna turn on Max? Is he going to throw on the towel, uh, throw in the towel mm. for Max? Yeah. That was great. So definitely have Adam Cole out there. The problem for me is is adding Adam Cole into the match. Yeah. That's where this has gone off the rails. Yes. You could have had a great, great night-long storyline, but it's Adam has come back to help Max at ringside. Like, look, because th- this whole feud's been about the numbers game. Mm. It's about how the guns and Juice Robinson are at ringside. So MJF can have Adam Cole. And Samoa Joe really should have been involved in this somehow. The mm. guns, he could have brawled with the guns to the back, though. Yeah. And it's like... <gasps> What's Cole going to do? Whose side mm. is he on? He's got history with Jay White. Yeah. So yeah, it's a shame. It's a it's a shame because they they had the they had a perfect meal and they just cooked it a mm. bit too long. Yeah. Because I think as well, you could have just done the injury angle in this match, mm. and it would have just elevated the match that much more. Because I think that would have meant that Jay White is the one that caused the injury, which makes him look better as well. You can yeah, have MGF yeah. overcoming the odds. He's a babyface. That's what babyfaces do. They overcome the odds. I totally get that. But it was too many odds mm. for MGF to overcome in this one in the fact that there were so many elements going into it. The Adam Cole shenanigans, MGF coming back in an ambulance. It all just added into this big, like, overcooked mess yeah. when you could have had a much simpler story of... You can even have Adam Cole still come out at the end of the pre-show match, right? And to be like, yeah, we're back together. Well done, buddy. I just wanted to say, well mm-hmm. done. I'm here for you, blah, 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 whatever. In the main event, Samoa Joe brawls away with the guns. You have Adam Cole at ringside. You still have that spot of him yeah. trying to hit him with the Ring of Honor belt. And Jay White uses it and stuff like that. But Jay White is the one that causes the knee injury. And it looks like Max is going to get stretched away. He comes back down to the ring and he still wins in the end. Mm-hmm. That, I think, is like a really well-told story. But they just muddied it mm-hmm. a bit too mm-hmm. much, which is a shame. But otherwise, really great. I I know we've crapped on a lot of the stuff here, but I really enjoyed the show. Mm. <laughs> uh, like I still even even all those storyline bits. Look, like, th- there was a part of me that did switch off my brain to it and just enjoy the visual of Max mm. coming back in the ambulance, mm. the intrigue of oh my god, it's Adam Cole, he's going to wrestle. Yeah, the match itself I thought was really really good. So I I I gave this pay per view eighty five percent. I think this is this is still a comfortable four out of five for mm, me. Mm. Um, it's just it's just missing out on that five because I liked pretty much everything else on this show, bar the Golden Jets tag match, which you enjoyed more than I did. Um, yeah, there's a really still a really good show. Still very much enjoyed it. Um, shall we get into the rest of your Omega Hits? Do we have shout-outs first, actually? I forget oh. how podcasts work. Um, I can't remember. Well, I'll have I a look. I don't See do if them it's on enough. the pay schedule. No, we don't. Oh, hey. Uh, so let's get into the rest of your Omega chats here. Last chance to get those in at WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We're going to read out all the ones that are five US dollars and up by the time the show goes off the air. Uh, moderators have put, if you can set up a poll, I can't. I'm not oh. Luke. I don't have my my laptop here because i can read the chat i have eyes that work so i can i can look over there luke has excellent eyesight and yet he can't read <laughs> yeah. that uh anywho we've got matt here who has a lot to say crikey moses he has a lot to say that says 
Being an AEW fan can be great, but also frustrating. This was a solid show with plenty of ups, but also some downs to it. Swerve vs. Page was great. Shocked Swerve won, but it does feel like we're building to a third match, which will likely be a cage match, and I fully expect Page to get his win back. Page is great, and I'm happy to see he's a main character again. I will never forgive Tony Khan for how he botched Page's world title reign and made him play second fiddle to Punk and be treated as an afterthought last year. The two women's title matches were great. Agreed. With the right winners. Uh, Mox vs. OC somehow topped their original match. Ooh. Interesting. And the AEW tag title match was fun with the right team winning. Also, Will and AEW? That's awesome. Now, my issues with the show. With all due respect to Eddie versus Jade, the Ring of Honor World title match didn't need to be here and should have just been saved for the final battle. Uh, Matthews versus Claudio felt like a collision match that I could have done without. Mm -hmm. The two biggest issues I have with the show that affected my enjoyment and makes this a 3 out of 5 show for me were the last two matches. Gonna start with the world title match. We didn't need the injury angle with MJF. It was overbooking and it didn't help the match. It actually hurt it and left a lot of logic holes in it. Uh, why in kayfabe is an injured Adam Cole allowed to defend the world title when he's in far worse condition than MJF? You're saying MJF is too hurt to defend the belt, but then Adam Cole, who had double ankle surgery and who's in crutches, is allowed to defend the title. It doesn't make sense. Also, why is Tony Khan in kayfabe rewarding Jay White when his goons injured yeah. MJF and ruined his main event by handing him the world title or agreeing to let him fight for it against an injured Adam mm -hmm. Cole? My biggest issue with the show is Chris Jericho. This year, it felt like any... <laughs> but having said all of those things, <laughs> yeah. it's still it's Chris, Chris Jericho. Jericho. This year, it feels like any cool story or talent that AEW has, Jericho attaches himself to it and takes away from that person. The Kenny Omega and Don Callis family story was great. Uh, we were making a new star in Kanosuke Takeshita. He'd beaten Kenny twice. Really interesting stuff. Then Jericho puts himself in the story, and he's the reason Kenny beat the Don Callis family, and all that good work building Kanosuke goes out the window when Jericho beats him clean. We have this Continental Classic with 12 of AEW's best wrestlers in it. Instead of putting Kenny in that, we're putting him in the Jericho mid-card vortex, <laughs> and they're likely winning the tag belts. Really wanted Omega versus Brian too. Yeah, yeah. That was all what Matt had to well say. Well read, well read. Goodness me. Corey said, The MGF angle was unnecessary but fun and kept me intrigued throughout. I see comparisons to Super Cena or 2017 Roman and I disagree. MGF is largely cheered. Cena Roman were not. This feels like a classic babyface overcoming adversity and Jay looks strong for weeks. Uh, also, the edge is taken off with Max because he can just cheat. Yeah. So, you know, he hit a low blow. He used mm. a weapon to retain here. Yeah. If Cena did that at the end, I'd be like, oh, fair play. That's good. Cool. <laughs> Uh, Scott Young said, The main event made Jay White look bad. Belt shot, diamond ring, bullet club gold interference, and he still couldn't be a one-legged MJF. Overall, though, a great show, but everything surrounding the main event didn't click and didn't make much sense. Hmm. Jay Kuchar has been a member for 17 months in a row. Didn't catch the pay-per-view live, but I've been hearing some mixed reviews on it. After looking at highlights of the night, looks like a solid 8 out of 10 show. Yeah, that's four, that's 4 out, out of 5. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, Kuzu said, I hope this isn't an insult, but this was the most WWE show ever. Uh, it had a lot of over-the-top stuff that's just unlike AEW, with the Texas Deathmatch being the exception. I'm not surprised people are divided about it. I was entertained personally. I think, look, you, it used to be the fact where you'd say it's a WWE show, and that is a very slanderous, mm. awful thing to say. Yeah. But nowadays it just means it's a different style. Yes. Uh, and this was a very WWE show. Mm. Right from the moment Adam Cole debut like returned, that was an entrance music distraction finish for the match. Mm -hmm. As soon as that happened, I thought, "Ooh, that's mm -hmm. that's a decision." Yeah. Uh, Farquhar Force said, "I watched a very good three-hour pay-per-view last night. 
and then a mid one hour overbooked mess of a show this morning. Can't believe the TBS title matches in the top three matches of the night for me. Big props to all three ladies in such a difficult position on the card. Yeah, uh, following that, that ladder match as mm, well. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. Uh, Whipster180 has been a member for two months who said uh, Jay's first loss. We'll get over this. Moving him into the international title scene and feud with Orange Cassidy would be a great idea. First singles loss, I believe it might be. I think Jay's Jay White. Oh, he's, is it, I think don't think he's lost yet in AEW singles. Surely he's had a singles match. He's had a singles match, but I think he's on pay per view that he's lost. I don't think that's oh, wow. true. Oh wow! Oh, interesting. Yeah. Anywho, uh, M said. Uh, Hello, Pete and Ollie. Hope you're well. One of the better AEW shows. Still long, but good stuff mostly. Hanger and Swerve could have uh, done with less gore. Uh, also, greetings to Marcel Dura, who's watching Pro, Pro Wrestling Eve tonight in London. Women's yeah. wrestling. Yeah, very nice. Uh, Hector Rodriguez has been a member for 22 months. Who said, hey, y'all, how about that super special signing of Will Ospreay? It's not like he'd been working with them for over a year. <laughs> Talk about a letdown. Oh, I disagree. Yeah, I disagree too. Um, yeah, if it was if it was announced like a like set up like a debut or mm -hmm. something like that, yeah, I'd just I'd maybe see the point. But. I I would also say that Will Ospreay is. I think you have a very strong argument to say that Will Ospreay is the best wrestler in the world. Yeah, and if you're signing the best wrestler in the world to your promotion, that's never a letdown. I and it makes say. Will feel bigger. Absolutely. Yeah. Sammy Boy said, "MGF MGF face turn is fun and all." Excuse me. But I do, however, feel like AEW is losing its biggest story it's been building to for years. The bidding war of 2024 mm. should have been a big deal, but the roster doesn't care and the booking is only one month left. Ball dropped. Only way to fix a story is to play it as a shoot and have him take a per-appearance deal. Other feds buy MGF to boost pay-per-view buys. You can't have this be a punk-esque wait-at-home story to make it a true traveling nomad champ. Is there a chance Tony does a screw job? I think the bidding war of 2024 is is done. Like it's uh, MJF caught fire as a baby face. It's worked better than anyone could have hoped. And I ever since then they've just started playing the bidding war down. Mm -hmm. I think the first episode of Dynamite will be, or maybe even at World's End. Mm -hmm. World's End in Long Island. Yeah. MJF announces I am AEW for life. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Because I think the bidding war of 2024 totally works when he's a heel. Yeah. But the face turn happened and you change your plans. It's simple as that. It would have been a great story. But it would have been. It just, it didn't plan. Like, it's like if someone get injured. Mm -hmm. There's some forces of nature you can't control. And Max becoming a super baby face meant this story couldn't work. Evan Buckley has been a member for 23 months who said, Osprey saying he wants to do something big at Wembley. Got to be an AEW title match, right? Mm. Hope so. Uh, Eric Barron's been a member for 12 months who said, were you disappointed like I was with the hype of the mystery signing? No. no. Not at all. <laughs> uh, Jonathan Berub has been a member for 24 months who said, I have a theory on who the devil could be. Mm. That person is Jungle Boy as he has issues with the acclaimed and MJF. Thoughts? Yeah, and there was a glass breaking spot and it, ma it makes sense on paper but I think it will be a letdown. Yeah. Andy Sandbox has things to say who says, Booking for drama is a very contentious idea for AEW because we all walked into this match knowing MGF can be a workhorse and Jay White is one of the greatest rivaling Okada, Omega, Osprey and we didn't get, uh, we didn't just get schmoz, we got an overt amount. 
At this point, Adam has to be the devil because it needs to be him to make sense. Adam Cole's not an idiot, he's a multi-time world champion known for being an absolute wormy smart heel. He gets the belt to Jay, he gets the ring to Jay, he's totally helpless. AEW hasn't lost me on this, but I hope they look at this main event and take away that it was and take away that it was fun, but just that, and it should be more than fun. Mm. They need to tone down how much MGF is being portrayed as a hyper babyface. We've gone too far the other way. Orange Cassidy is the smartest wrestler, does the pocket spot and gets in Mox's head, involves the exposed turnbuckle and hits a solo amount of punches and wins where he should have. As strong as Mox is, he shouldn't get out of that. Follows the logic. I like how solo amount of punches yeah, it's great. means one, <laughs> but now means many. Yes, it's great. Uh, JCM uh, says the time is right MGF can lose to Swerve and still be a huge star Swerve should be the biggest heel in AEW only to be dethroned by Osprey at Wembley that's what I've been saying <laughs> it's time uh, Stephen Costa has been a member for 18 months in a row he said afternoon lads what a show I also think Cole is the devil it's either him or Jungle Boy lad also I will see you Saturday night <gasps> yes, yes! Saturday night, we're doing Survivor Series Watch Party. You can come watch it with us at the Long Arm Pub and Brewery. Link will be in the description. It is in the description. I made that description. <laughs> I remember. It's there. Go get your tickets. Uh, we're watching it on Saturday. I'll be there. I'm challenging for the Jam That Championship against Dan Layton. I'll win. Because he's not jamming in his stupid jam in the jar this time. Uh, Zach Robinson has been a member for 30 months. Said, I'm related, but now we know NRB's new Lord of the Board. When can we expect WrestleTalk's Bessel of the Wrestle tournament? Mm. Keep up the great work, guys. Bessel oh, of the Wrestle. That might be a fun idea. We've got yeah. no holds board. We, we yeah. did it with the, uh, the 2K, with the 2K and AEW Fight Forever <coughs> as well. But we'll, we'll maybe do some more. Who knows? Uh, let me refresh because I think there's probably some more. Is there? Okay. Jem uh, Rook said... Excuse me. Howdy, folks. Did Swerve Hangman go too far? And is it enough to say Swerve is the top heel in the company now? I think he probably... No, Christian's the top heel in the company. But Swerve is, is nipping at his heels. I think Swerve's bigger than Christian right now. I would put him as the top heel, I think. Yeah. I think Christian's got more mainstream name recognition. That's true. I think his, his performances currently get more heat. I think... I'm not saying Swerve's bad or anything, mm. and I think he will soon overtake Christian, but just the other month, the whole shows were being built around Christian. It's true. And how great of a heel he is. Yeah. Jem uh, Rook has also become a member. Yeah. Uh, and Miami DeGreat has also gifted a membership as well. Oh, that's nice. Amazing. Uh, who said, uh, favorite pay-per-view of all time, don't care about the plot holes and loved every match. Good for you. There you go. Amazing. Glad we ended on a very positive note there. Uh, oh, we got a couple more. Sorry. Uh, Oliver Smith said... Uh, oh, no, sorry. It was Oliver Smith that said favorite pay-per-view of all time. Don't care about the plot holes. Sorry, Oliver Smith. And Ryan said, so hyped for Osprey going to AEW. However, just became a fan of his. Can anyone tell me why everyone was saying that he wasn't going to pass 30? Yeah, because he used to wrestle matches five years ago where he just landed on his neck all the time. Yeah. Not that he wouldn't pass 30, but mm. that he will be injured yeah. to an extent where he'd have to really pair back his style. He's become a much smarter worker in the five years since. And apparently that was down to Jericho and Don Callis sort mm -hmm. of having a word with him. Yeah, uh, which makes a lot of sense. And also, he's now arguably the greatest wrestler in the world. Yeah, go um, back and watch some New Japan stuff of his before when he was a junior mm, heavyweight, yeah. which is when he was a lot more unhinged. A lot of, <laughs> lot of yeah. neck landing on the apron. Yeah. It's <clears throat> crazy. Yeah. 
Um, but I believe that is going to do it cool. for this show. We went long. Sorry, we had a lot to say, and it was a really it was a long, long show. show. Yeah, that's another thing. Stop being so yeah. bloody long. Um, some of these matches were not needed. Golden Jets. Um, but that's just me. Thank you so much for watching. If you haven't yet, please give a like. Uh, give a like. Leave a like on this video and give us a subscribe. Why not? Uh, we're going to be back with more content soon. We're not going to be doing a collision review tomorrow because Full Gears happened. It's kind so of, yeah, outdated now. It's isn't redundant. It? Yeah. So we're not going to have a collision podcast tomorrow. But on Tuesday, we're going to have our Raw review. On Thursday, we've got Dynamite. On Saturday, we've got SmackDown and also Survivor Series, which, again. Are we having SmackDown I on? Think, I think so. Because it's a late one, isn't it? Because it starts at like one. I think we didn't. I, do, we didn't do Crown Jewel because it was. I know, don't. I yeah. We, I can't remember. Yeah, I don't. We think might have SmackDown. Smackdown TBD asterisk. <laughs> but we've got Survivor Series, which we're definitely doing. Uh, which we're going to have a watch party for. Again, link is in the description. Go get your tickets now, and we'll be having a podcast for you next Sunday as well for Survivor Series as well. So content, subscribe. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I've been joined by Ollie Davis. I've been Pete Quinnell. Jam that jam. Jam that jam. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.